Hello, everyone. We're live. I'm trying a different format here. Thank you for joining. I'm coming up a little bit early. I'm still trying to find the perfect time that we can go live. Uh, hope you guys are doing okay. And I like to open up with my little. There we go. This is an awesome cover. It sounds pretty similar to the original, so I kind of use it. Welcome. Oh. Again, if you guys want to call, the number is 951-977-1159, and you can also send a text message to that number if you are calling from abroad or if you want to talk to us from an uh, international number, and I'll call you. That way I can reverse the charges and pin them on to me, okay? I'm actually broadcasting from the YouTube studio, and I like it. I was using an external program before, but this is pretty good. That way I don't have to like keep flipping between different windows, and I think this will do the job. Let me see if I can... Yeah, this is cool. Tells... Yeah, this is perfect. You can minimize it. I don't know if you guys have ever done live um, live shows before, but this was, this looks great. I'm going to try to get more people to come in and join us today. Excuse the kids, they're going Looney Tunes over there. Um,
Sorry about the interruption. I got family. You got family. Sometimes they come in and you have to tend to them, right? Um, I'm going to try to reach out. Yeah, I'm going to try to reach out. See if I can get some people from uh, Facebook to come in and join the, the show live. Because I have, um, you know, I don't have, it's been only a week and I can't expect anymore. But I would like to have more fans so people could come in and, you know, and call. Really, that's what I want people to do. I want people to call. And that way we can have a nice community going on here. Because I know the show has a lot of potential. I know a lot of people are excited. A lot of people want to join. And they just need to know that we exist, right? Let's see here. Just give it a give it a give it a chance. I need to build a studio. I need to build yourself a studio in the garage. The garage is cold, man. I don't. I'm okay here in this little room. This little room is nice and warm. Um. Why do you say that the garage? Are you a, would it look better if I did a, like a little garage? A little garage show and also I appreciate you guys if you um, you know if you guys were to spread the word that'd be cool for that would really help me appreciate it thank you for the thumbs up my friend I have my faithful listeners John Alvarado John Alvarado has been a staple here for a long time, and I, I enjoy John. I had another gentleman who said that he owns a, he had a community of people that, um, like the biggest community in Facebook, in Facebook, but I haven't really heard. Rafael Marquez, another Doors fan, man. I can see the Jim Morrison, I like it. Where in Cali are you from? Where in Cali are you from? If you don't wanna, you don't have to give exact location, but um, I'd like to know what part of Cali. I'm from Southern California, LA. Okay, cool, I grew up in LA. I grew up uh, in the San Fernando Valley and I live about an hour away from LA. Close enough, close, close enough to LA to enjoy it, far away from uh, from the madness, if you get me. You probably do get me because you're still in the jungle, right? Uh, there we go. So, um, Reddit. Okay, copy that. Perfect. You know, I'm still playing with this stuff. It's fun. I will get the hang of it. I'm 
pretty savvy. Oh, right on, dude. A one eight. That's where I grew up. Uh, I grew up in um, Van Nuys, Sherman Oaks area. Went to Grant High School. Grant High School. I like the valley. I always loved the valley. That's where I. Um, that's where I grew up. Cool place. I grew up uh, late mid-80s to, you know, I lived there to probably like 15 years. Magical place. You see a lot of cool stuff in LA. See if some of these people would support. I'm trying to meet some more people. So, you know, if you guys have, if anybody listening out there has some weird, nice stories, don't be shy. Call and um, I'll put you on the air, all right? And we can talk about strange stuff that you've experienced. The number is 951-977-1159. Call me, phones are open. If you're outside of the US, I don't mind taking uh, the call, just text me to the same number and I'll call you back. That way I'll incur all the costs, okay? Um, yeah. Let's do that and call me so we can get the show off the air and we can make it, you know, we can make it a successful show. All of you guys listen to Art Bell. Uh, I, I want to create something similar and I want people to take advantage of being able to to start with me, um, you know, from, from the ground, from the ground floor, if you will. And uh, this is why I did this for all you people out there and for myself. Any crazy stories, you know, from the valley? Let me see. Um, well, there was always that gravity hill uh, back in, I think, in Selma. They had uh, gravity hill. But, you know, I don't know if that's a crazy story, really, because it, it has to do with the optics, right? Uh, it looks like you're going up a hill, but you're really going down. And that's why the cars tend to roll up the hills. Uh, I used to visit, let's see, crazy stories from the valley. Um, well, we had... Um, we had the spa ranch, right? That's where uh, Marilyn Manson used to uh, have his little devotees plan murders and uh, plan uh, crazy things. And he, that was up in by Rocky Peak. So that's a crazy story. And then the one that I heard also, there was a nuclear uh, explosion, not explosion, there was a, a like a nuclear issue uh, on the way to Simi Valley. Uh, that happened, I think, in the 60s. And it was worse than the Three Mile Island incident. Most people don't know about it. Uh, there, there used to be um, sort of like a radioactive... Um, well, let's look it up so I can give you some details. You can still visit that site. I wouldn't. Uh, it's called the Santa Susana Nuclear Accident. So there was a partial nuclear melt. There was a partial nuclear meltdown at the Santa Susana Field Labs in July 1959. <clears throat> this is located in the mountains between the San Fernando and Simi Valley. The meltdown released clouds of radiation, and some experts believe it could be the worst nuclear disaster in the U.S. history. Yep, that happened in the San Fernando Valley. Uh, let me see if some of the questions is. Is Santa Susana still radioactive? Behind the fence of the Santa Susana field are there are 2,800 acres of land that remain largely contaminated with radioactive and chemical waste, right? 
Most people don't know that. I came to find that about like 20 years ago. There's an article on uh, Wikipedia. It's called the Santa Susana Field Laboratory, and it'll tell you uh, about what happened. There was a whole bunch of stuff that got released into the air, and you know, a lot of people. I'm sure people that lived in that area, uh, you know, ended up developing some kind of weird cancer. <clears throat> so that's one. That's one uh, fringy weird story that I that I've heard. Other than that, um, I don't know. What about you, Rafa? Call me. If you have any cool stories, just call the show, man. I'll put you on, and you don't have to be uh, afraid. You don't have to be embarrassed, okay? Probably washed into the water reservoir in Santa Clarita. I'm sure it did. It's permeated, and that stuff, you know, has half-life of, of, of millions of years. Where I live now, there was um, I live now in a community that that that, used, that uh, had an uh, active Air Force base. This base has been in this community probably for like 70, 70 years, <clears throat> and uh, I see a lot of young people that have developed cancers, like fulminal, crazy cancers that you really shouldn't be within their community or their age group. And I believe it's probably because uh, some stuff probably leaked out, maybe jet fuel or who knows, you know. Uh, yeah, so that all that stuff ends up catching up with you, obviously, and uh, it's they're all toxins, and, and not no bueno. Made that in the desert without bell. Did you guys ever listen to uh, what was the name of that show? Was it Midnight in the Desert? Or was the final show that that he had? I think it was Midnight in the Desert. They had uh, the host uh, after Art passed was Art's um, producer. Her name was Heather Wade. I really liked Heather, but some people were very mean to her and she ended up uh, just dropping the show altogether. It's sad, you know, when people are, are not nice to each other. No, but I haven't seen the ghost of Richie Valens, bro. But, you know, Richie Valens died in Clearwater, Iowa. So maybe his ghost is probably somewhere there. I don't think it'd be at the... But they did bring his body back. So, no, I haven't seen the Richie Valens ghost. Where'd you go to high school, Rafa? Did you go to one of the high schools in that area? You went to San Fernando, okay. Yeah, San Fernando was rough. San Fernando, Pacoima, all that area was pretty crazy. Um, I used to, I went to high school in the early 90s, so we used to do the parties. Uh, we used to go to the house parties, meet up at, um, what was the place? Uh, we used to meet at, um, goodness, what's the name? Uh, Tommy's Burgers by the 101 Freeway in Sun Valley. 
Yeah, when you're young, you don't really think too high uh, of yourself. You don't, you think you're pretty invincible. We used to go to these warehouses, man. Who knows what they kept in the warehouses? They used to just break the locks, <clears throat> get in them, put a DJ up, and then you have like three, 400 people dancing inside of a warehouse with like one exit. Uh, they didn't check anybody for any kind of firearms. They, you know, sometimes the people just got crazy. They started fighting and, you know. It was unsafe to say the least, but you know, we had a ball. Fun times when you're young. I also remember the LA riots. And um, I remember the bank shooting, the Bank of America shooting that happened. Uh, let's see, when did that happen? Probably like 92, 93. Hey, Clutch, what's going on, buddy? Nice to have you on the show. We had a, a, the LA, the LA, that was crazy. Those people were just wacko. Bank of America shooting. That was in North Hollywood. And I remember that distinctly. I was in high school still, and these guys, when we were just loaded up to the T, they went in there. Uh, this happened, um, what year was this? Really, 97? I thought it was, okay. So I thought the North Hollywood shootout would have been probably earlier, but it happened in 97. Uh, yeah, 26 years ago, man, time flies. I remember it like it was yesterday. These guys went like full on armed. Uh, they tried to hold up the, the bank. Long story short, they ended up getting, you know, getting killed. But they had like so much explosives. Exactly. These are the guys with the body armor. They, um, they were just decked out, man, like Robocop. But they didn't plan out their getaway very well because they ended up getting shot like blocks away from where everything kind of happened. You got to be gutsy to hold up a bank, especially with all the armament. And um, I think the the North Hollywood police station was probably like three miles away. So these guys didn't really have a lot of time uh, to, you know, they didn't really, I don't know. I don't think they planned things out, to be honest with you, that much. They were just there going gung-ho, a lot of stuff on them and... Yeah, and um, they ended up paying with their lives. The movies are cool, though. I, li- I like the the heist movies. I've seen um, either bank or bank heist movies. Uh, there was the Den of Thieves, which is just an awesome movie. I saw that a couple of yeah, a couple of years ago. Uh, the Town, that Town was a really cool movie. Um, then obviously you have the Oceans, the Ocean series. I, I love those. That's a casino. But they always kind of get you on your edge, right? Um, I also like the one where the, they had these black, black uh, African-American uh, black veterans. And they used to wear like these, they used to paint themselves white and they used to go rob banks. That was a really cool movie. You got... Point blank, point blank. What is it called with uh, Keanu Reeves? Point Break. That was a cool bank heist movie. I want to look at the uh, Logan Lucky. It's good. I want to see the one with the African American one. That's really cool because it was like a nineteen. It took place like in the nineteen seventies. Um, these guys had just come back to, from, from Vietnam, so they really didn't have much to lose, and they ended up having like uh, a bank robbery. Are you guys seeing Dog Day Afternoon with Al Pacino? Based on a true story, that was a trip. The end gets me every time I watch that movie. And, and it's crazy because it was based on a true story. 
if any of you remember the last, the, yeah, it was called Dead Presidents. That's it, 1995 Dead Presidents. That was a cool movie. They just look wicked, you know, with the with the white face painted and and the eyes socket black, look like little skulls. That was an awesome movie. I saw a movie today. It was called The Gambler with uh, Mark Wahlberg. I don't know if you guys seen it. Pretty intense, man. Pretty good movie. Now, what movie has scared the heck out of you guys? Go ahead and type in the comments, in the, in the chat comments, or give me a call. We'll discuss a scary movie. I'll start it off. So the movie that traumatized me the most was uh, Salem's Lot. This is based on a Stephen King novel, and the movie came out, was made probably in the late 70s. And I probably saw it when I was like five, six, seven years old, um, and it scared the heck out of me. This is uh, the particular scene that used to wake me out was when the vampires used to scratch at the windows at night. Um, I would hate that. As a little kid, you're like just traumatized by those scenes. David Soul was one of the main actors. He actually, um, David Soul was known for a TV series, Starkey and Hutch. Was it Starkey and Hutch that David Soul acted in? Let's see, television. Um, yeah, he was in Starkey and he was Hutch from Starkey and Hutch. He was the main uh, reporter that actually goes to to Salem, Salem, the town of Salem slot. That's really big and and and, and Stephen King's lore. It's like the main town where weird things can take place, and he encounters uh, a head vampire that uh, had moved in with the. With an antique dealer was sort of his cover man, um, and he would lure the victims. But yeah, it was a great movie, Salem Slot. That's one movie that probably the scariest movie that I remember being being afraid of when I was a little kid. So I'd love to you guys to call me. I mean, this is a call-in show, correct? Give me a call. You don't have to have like the best story in the world. Just tell me something weird that's happened to you. It can be anything that you just don't have an explanation for. Um, you can call for, we're gonna talk for a minute, talk for half an hour, whatever you want. We'll keep it interesting and that way we'll we'll get the ball rolling with other callers too so they can, you know, get, get their thing going without being afraid. A lot of people get uh, a little bit, um, oh, let me see here. I gotta, I gotta, I think I gotta, Voicemail. Strange Days Live. Who am I speaking with? This is Dan from Minnesota. Dan, how are you, my friend? All pretty good. Nice to hear from you. Thank you so much. Nice to hear from you, Dan. Have you listened for a while? Uh, not super long. I've maybe been for a couple weeks. Okay, wonderful. Well, thank you for calling in. You, tell me, uh, what kind of stuff do you have for uh, for the listeners today? What kind of scary stories do you have? I had one for you. Yeah, go uh, for it. I was going to say, you know, just a, I was a big Art Bell fan, too, and uh, Twilight Zone and stuff, so it's kind of a show I'd like to see you grow. I appreciate it. Anyways, I got one story I was going to share. Uh, this happened back probably in the early to mid 90s. I was kind of younger back then. 
and uh, it was myself and then like my mom and a couple brothers and sisters. And so we lived in a trailer home at the time and uh, we were just at home kind of playing around and stuff, chasing each other around the house, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we had this one bathroom on the south side of the house, right? And uh, I'll just kind of set it up for you. It was on the south side of the house. And it was, you'd walk in, it was a sink, a little area in between there, and then a toilet, and then a bathtub shower. No windows or anything in the bathroom. But, uh, so I'd run down the hallway and into the bathroom there. Uh, we were just kind of like, almost like hide and go seek, just catch each other. But I ran in there, and I was going to hide, so I shut the door behind myself. and didn't turn the light on right away. But there was a pretty good gap on the door at the bottom that let in a little bit of light and stuff. Right. So I run in there, shut the door quick. It's pretty dark, but anyway, I look in the corner between the uh, toilet and the sink, and I see and hear what I think is a younger sister mm. and with her face against the wall on the ground, and I could hear her crying. So I kind of paused, and I decided she didn't hear me come in. That was kind of sneaky when I did it and quiet. So I was going to kind of walk up behind her and then just kind of reach out, put my hand on her shoulder and go, boom, you know, take feel. And I did that. I walked toward her and uh, throw my arm out. I go, boom, and all of a sudden just disappears, gone. Are you serious? Nobody's there. Yep. And you felt, you felt a physical, uh, you felt a person when you touched her? I didn't feel her. No, no, no. But I mean, like I say, I walked in there and had acknowledged her, seen her, heard her. And then, I mean, I don't know how long this took, maybe all 10 seconds type thing, which I mean, 10 seconds is actually a pretty decent amount of time, you know, not something just out of the corner of your eye or something. But yeah, that was one of the weirder things I've ever had happen. So what happened after you left? I'm sure you scurried out of the bathroom pretty, pretty quickly there, right? I did, yeah. yeah. I kind of just didn't know what to think. Did you? When did? Where did you find your sister? Where was your sister hiding after you kind of came out and explained to them what happened? You know, honestly, I don't remember that part of it. I, I just uh, my the, the main thing, you know, like I say, this is thirty years ago or something. But. Wow, yeah, that's and this was at a home that you guys were living at. Yep, this was our home you know, where I grew up. Man. And that, that was, a, uh, you said it was a bathroom outside? No, it was a bathroom indoor. There was just, uh, it was on the south end of the house. There was no windows in that room. Goodness but, gracious. Uh, I'm sure you never went back into that bathroom, did you? <laughs> right. And then <laughs> I always thought I heard weird noises coming out of there. It just happened to be the bathroom next to my bedroom at the time. That's an awesome story, man. That's, re- that's very creepy. I, I, you always wonder what these things are. We're probably never going to know, but that's very creepy. Did you ever hear anything else at the house? Any history of anybody else seeing stuff at the house? A history of the house? Um, yeah, I mean, after that, I always thought I heard weird noises coming from that bedroom. Like I say, I was younger, but uh, I mean, not too young like that I wouldn't have realized what was going on. I had a brother who was younger than me. I remember he he told a story one time. He'd fallen asleep on the couch in the living room at night, and he woke up to the couch like um, vibrating, you know, kind of yeah, 
that type of deal. Yeah, I've encountered that as well. I've encountered moving uh, moving couches and moving beds. Uh, right, right. Yeah, the couch was moving on them. Yeah, very strange. I was very little, and um, it was a small, small wooden bed, uh, wooden framed uh, couch, like a two seater. But they moved the heck out of that, you know, out of that thing. And it wasn't an earthquake, and I just freak out. Another instance, I was at, at my dad's bed upstairs, nobody in the room, and that bed got shook. Uh, scared the heck out of me. Really? But yeah, yeah. yeah I so think what do you What do you think that stuff is? Well, you know, I um, I believe in in dark forces. Um, analy- I, I don't know what the purpose of that particular thing was. Maybe to scare a little kid, I don't really... Maybe to make somebody feel aware that there is something else out there. Right? Okay. Kind of uh, to to incur like an, uh, an early um, awareness of the, that there's something else. But sometimes, you know, we jump the gun and we go from, you know, furniture moving to ghosts and we skip all the other things that could have been, right? Right. Uh, but then again, when you're little, you just kind of go from A to Z. Um, you don't changes in temperature could have been an earthquake unknown could have just been the furniture setting I I don't know but it was sometimes things that just feel a little bit too strong to be something that's uh, your run of the mill explanation uh, yeah I don't know I don't know but uh, those things sort of stick to you you know no I totally agree right yeah. well awesome st- awesome story I, I really appreciate you calling it means a lot to me because you know it's um, I'm starting to get this channel started I'm trying to get people involved and uh, I know that there's a, a large void um, that art left and that there's a lot of people that would kind of like to listen to a show that to some level will emulate what art did for all of us right right no no I say I wanted to call in. I've got other stories, and maybe I'll keep them so I can call in a different time. If you want to, or if um, you want to share, that's fine. I don't have um, I don't have any other callers active right now. So go ahead and give us another okay. one. Go ahead and give us another story. Okay. Well, I mean, this one's not quite as, as scary, but I see, like, they're kind of geared toward the paranormal, and then, like, you say prophecy and different things. Yeah. But um, so I grew up around the Minnesota area and kind of close to the North Dakota border. Uh, my grandparents, they were cattle farmers. So I would go stay at my grandparents quite frequently and help the cattle. Mm-hmm. And during calving season, a lot of times we'd have to go out at night and check if cows had their calves and all went and everything. We had this one really, really mean cow. Like she was dangerous to be around, especially when they have a calf. Huh. We got out to the pole shed that night. It was late at night, dark. And uh, we were with the calf <clears throat> and uh we're so we're in this pool shed she just given birth to this calf not I don't know, maybe a couple hours prior okay and uh she was bellering at us and head down coming at people and stuff and and i'd gotten a little too close to her and she charged me uh, anyways i ended up kind of running backwards and kind of like hitting her in the head with my hands it was about all i could do sure and uh I, I tripped and fell. And when I fell, I was kind of just like whipped her to kind of gore me and push me into the ground and stuff. And I was kind of doing my best to like army crawl on the ground, try and get away from her. And uh, just out of nowhere, something picked up my upper body 
and it pulled me probably 75 feet to a corral and it threw me underneath the fence and I got away from her. But whatever this was, I, you know, it was an angel, I would assume, type deal. Oh, an angel yeah, type thing. Yeah. It literally picked up my upper body and I could feel my feet and legs dragging on the ground still. And like I say, it threw me underneath this gate and, uh, kind of embarrassing but when i got under the, under under the gate i'm in the clear there i noticed even my pants were around my waist from being drugged like that oh wow and it wasn't a person anything like that but that was just kind of one of my guardian angel stories i guess that is interesting sometimes so they have the realm of protection as well yeah there's some stories that people just get like that angelic protection right mm-hmm. that's awesome man I've- I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like I say, maybe in the future I'll come back with some more. I don't have a lot or anything, but uh, definitely wanted to help out the channel, call in, kind of get the ball rolling. Yeah, I appreciate you. Like this girl. Yeah, I have a good vibe about it. It's it's fairly new. Things always, you know, they take a little bit, but once once the word of mouth starts running around, people start joining, and before you know it, you can you get more calls that you can handle. So. Thank you so much. It means a lot. All right. Thank you. Okay, my friend. Have a good night. Great call. Uh, Mysterious entities in a bathroom while playing hide-and-go-seek with your siblings can ruin the game fast, I would imagine. Um, Great. Thank you for calling. I really uh, uh, appreciate that. Yeah, it's it's weird. I don't know how to what to make of, of these entities and all these beings, but there's just this certain some there certainly is something there. Um, but yeah, I think we've all had issues. We've all had little experiences that are can be, uh, you know, attributed right to the strange. But uh, yeah, great stories. So I'm still trying to I'm trying to push the channel on Facebook groups because I think these people will probably like to to call. Um, excuse me while I type. What else has been going on today, guys? Today is Wednesday, November 8th. The year is going by pretty quickly. Um, you guys got plans for, for celebrations for the Turkey Day, right? Coming up. This is the worst time, I would think, uh, to try to try to lose weight. It's, um, it's, it's difficult. Because um, there's just so much good food out there, right? Let's see here. Sorry, as I talk, I'm, I'm still joining groups on Facebook and, and trying to see if they can they would uh, join us. If you have any ideas for me to or just spread the word.
and if you guys are there still please call us don't be afraid call us with a with a cool story uh, paranormal weird strange you name it you call us and we'll discuss it area code 951-977-1159 and if you are listening from outside the u.s go ahead and text us and we'll call you so we can uh occur incur those um those chain those charges for you if you want to post stuff on the top chat that's well as well that would be a good thing to do if you're shy about calling but you know i'm a, I'm a it's a it's a very kickback show it's kind of the only thing i ask is obviously when you call put your uh, radio lower i mean excuse me not your radio but put your uh volume on your youtube uh, low so that way we don't get that uncomfortable feedback and the second thing is please don't use any foul language okay i don't like beeping people and i think that uh, we're all educated enough to carry a conversation without resorting to profanity you know in the last few months there seems about, about a year and a half there seems to be a lot of movement and a lot of uh, leaks and a lot of documentation being filtered out in regards to the UFO or UAP phenomena. I'd like to know out there, what's your thoughts? Have you seen anything strange in the sky? Do you have experiences with anybody that's seen strange things in the sky? What do you feel? Are they aliens? Are they beings from another dimension? Or is it our own technology being um, used and uh, experimented i like to i like to know what you guys feelings are on that go ahead and post if you want or call me 951-977-1159 we're live today november 8th at 6 36 p.m so a lot of stories also on um Battlefield, battlefield ghost sightings, your Gettysburg or, you know, any battlefields where there was suffering. Uh, there's been a lot of stories about that. Have you guys experienced one of those? Call me. We'll talk about it. We make the show into what it is, right? I provide the air. You provide the call. And uh, everybody gets to benefit. Let's see. I want to find a little bit of... Uh... So Mr. Clutch says that he used to think they were from another planet, meaning uh, UFOs, I take it. Uh, and now he believes that they're interdimensional. And I agree with him because that's sort of where my mind has been going into. Um, I truly believe that they're interdimensional. Uh, it doesn't make sense for them to come from so far away to Earth. For what, really? We don't really have, who knows? But I mean, I think we have a lot of to offer. Uh, and if they're interdimensional, we change, we share the same planet, and that would explain some of the apparitions that occur when 
there's global conflicts. There's a lot of apparitions um, of UFO phenomena when there's issues within uh, war, there's issues within nuclear asylums, uh, these things appearing and shutting down power. So that would lead to belief that, um, you know, they want to protect their planets from us. If we share the same planet, why wouldn't you want to protect your home as well? So they could appear as um, interdimensional being. They could also be, they could also be time travelers, right? They can be time travelers, making sure we don't make any boo-boos. Alternate timeline, excuse me, guys. Alternate timeline will be, uh, yeah, because otherwise, if there was a boo-boo made, they would have to come back and fix the boo-boo, meaning that a boo-boo did take place. So probably alternate timeline. I don't know. Clot says probably fallen angels, but that's a whole thing. Yes, I've always heard that they could be um, fallen angels. From, you know, they tend to deceive. I, I think that um, they can definitely deceive a lot of people. Take the thoughts away from God into that maybe we were, maybe we're uh, a menagerie, menagerie of uh, of people from a different civilization, basically a zoo. If the world is a zoo, the earth is a zoo, and um, our ring leaders or our zoo managers are aliens. It would be scary to think that way or to perceive life like that. But we were just animals in a large case, in a large cage uh, called the world. Yeah, there's a lot of theories, and I don't know that um, disclosure will take place within the next few years, which it could, but I don't know. There's been a lot, in the last three years, there's been a lot of uh, advancements, right? So, so we'll see. I'm going to try also to post a little bit more. I'm going to look into posting more videos from Art Bell on the channel. <clears throat> that was the original uh, intent of my channel was just to post videos of Art Bell to make sure that uh, people are either introduced to him or are able to listen to shows. These out-of-place out of artifacts, oop art, I think they're called, out-of-place artifacts are interesting too. And they seem to find things that don't really match the timeline where they've been found. For example, uh, somebody's digging in the Middle East and all of a sudden they find, you know, they find a typical pottery. They find things that are typically for that period of time and they'll bump into something that wasn't supposed to be there. You know, you always hear about the, the watch that was found during an excavation and there's no explanation for it. Or the Anakitherium uh, mechanism that was found off the coast of one island in Greece. This is basically a navigation computer that dates back thousands of years ago. People were very smart back then, probably smarter than we are today. Just have electronics 
play with, but uh, these people were amazing the way that they could do the things that they could do. And I think that uh, it's probably decrease uh, our smarts, if you will, because they could do a lot of things. I mean, just, just in general, just think about the pyramids. We're not even able to emulate uh, how to build them. Speaking of pyramids, today I was an article about a, uh, a pyramid structure that was found, not recently found, but it was re recently attributed to be much older than originally thought. This pyramid, um, for example, the oldest uh, pyramid in the world is dated to be about 10,000 years old. Uh, and then this pyramid uh, has been attributed to be at least 16,000 years old predating the oldest pyramid by 6,000 years old. You know, that's, that's intense. Where did that knowledge come from? You know, you, you have the mentality of what Hollywood feeds us that these you know, 2001 Space Odyssey, you have monkeys beating on each other. Uh, but I think it was much more than that. I think, you know, those people that were very, very smart another different, perhaps a different race, a different branch. Just as there is the Neanderthal branch, I think there was probably other branches that were smarter or maybe we were just uh, smarter back then. That's something to consider, right? Again, um, call me, I'm still here. It's 6.44 p.m. We're live. Uh, Pacific Standard Time, phone number is 977-1159, area code 951. And let's talk, call me with some stories. I know there's a bunch of you guys out there that wanna, that wanna speak, that wanna tell your story. We're here. I'm just going down the the Reddit rabbit hole right now, and uh, I'm trying to find out if there's anything interesting. Anything else you guys want to talk about? If you want to post a topic on the chat, I can go off on a topic. You should try to pick a topic and find a guest that would call in for part of the show. That would be awesome. I'm open for that. I think it's harder to find a dedicated guest um, than to have just have random people call. I don't have I don't have that many connections to to do right now to do that. Yeah, I could do that too. I was I was reading um, yesterday. I think I went into read Reddit and I was reading some scary stories. Um, 
Yeah, that, that, that would be a good idea for it now instead of waiting, right? We'll make them short and I should definitely, let me start prepping some show notes so I don't have to, until it takes off, you know? Um, let's read this. Well, this is called, I wasn't a little girl. I was camping with my husband and my family at a small remote lake in New Mexico. There were about 10 people in a group and another group of six people in the next campsite. It was nighttime and both groups were doing um, typical activities, making s'mores, having a few drinks and telling stories. When we all heard what sounded like a little girl yelling out for help. Neither group had children with them, but we were all positive that we were hearing a little girl and decided to search the area where we heard the noises. We formed our band together and we started looking for the sound. There was a field behind our campsite, and we all saw a very tall, pure white figure standing maybe 100 feet away from us in the field, making the noises. We all agreed that this, this thing looked maybe like six feet tall, very skinny, and white as can be. We made our way closer to investigate, but whatever it was that we saw started backing up as we got closer, and it disappeared into a trees. All night, we continued to hear a little girl falling to air as we tried to sleep. That's pretty, pretty frequent. There's a lot of theories behind these. Uh, I've heard that um, shapeshifters tend to do that. They tend to make noises, and then people will follow the noise, and then they will get into trouble. Um, yeah, so we've been a shapeshifter, right? New Mexico has been a hotbed for, for weird activities. That was a cool story, wasn't it? Wendago, yeah, yeah, Louis Lumen, exactly, there you go. Uh, wouldn't have to be a well-known person, but decide on the topic and even have a subscriber that will call in perhaps the show. Well, subscribers, uh, why don't you guys put, uh, why don't you guys maybe mention uh, what kind of industry you guys are in? And uh, I'll pick a topic and then I can have you guys come in and call. Depending on the industry, I can find something paranormal, and then we can do that. The Walking Dead. I'm a psychiatric nurse, and early in my career, I worked at a residential mental health facility. One of our residents was an elect elected mute, which means that he didn't, wouldn't, couldn't talk, but there was no medical reason as to why. He had spoken earlier in his life and, in fact, seemed quite normal back then, with the exception of being close to seven feet tall. He had been raised in the Deep South and joined the military when he was 19. But one night, he vanished. He declared he was declared AWOL, and eventually he was declared missing and dead. Ten years later, the seven-foot-tall man walked into a VA hospital emergency room in my part of the Midwest, and I say to the receptionist, my name is Marion Duchesne, and I've been dead for 10 years. So I disappeared, came back to the hospital, Gave his name and told the receptionist that he'd been dead for 10 years. Those were the last words he ever spoke. He was covered with dust and he was wearing the same clothes he'd been reporting to be wearing the night he vanished. His social security number had not been used and he had no identification in his person. However, they were able to identify him via fingerprints. <clears throat> the family was notified, but they say they had already grieved uh, their lost man, and whoever he was claiming to be him could not be him. They did not believe that he could still be alive, and they demanded not to be contacted again. 
Marion paced all day, every day, moving his mouth that looked like talking and muttering, but no sound came out. He had an unnerving habit of throwing his head back with his mouth wide open, as if he were to laugh heartily, but not even a breath could be heard. If I talked to him, he appeared to listen, periodically throwing his head back in the laughter-mimicking way of his. Various medications were tried, but it did not affect him either positively or negatively. Occupational therapy did nothing because Marion would just grin and unless told to stay put, he'd get up and start pacing again. On my last day at the job, the last thing I saw was Marion, pacing in the parking lot, throwing his head back to laugh. Later, I wonder if all along I've been dealing with a ghost. After all these years, I still don't know. Second, uh, third story here is called The Unrest Stop. I was driving across country with my mom and sister when I was 16. And my sister was 20 years old at the time. It was late, but we were all rested and still alert. We were driving along an interstate. I needed gas and a bathroom break. So we stopped at the only rest stop within 200 mile radius. There was a van full of teenagers on a road trip at the gas station, as well as a small gray car parked at the pump in front of us, with two young men standing outside of it. When we got there, everything felt wrong. We've been on the, wrong, on the road for days and many rest stops at night, but I'd never been afraid of them until then. My mom and sister went inside and I stayed in the car. I heard the teenagers say that they were creeped out and couldn't get the pump to work and they left in a hurry. I was watching the car in front of us and the two men had not moved at all, not an inch. They weren't talking either. They weren't on the phones. They were just standing there still as a stone. My sister and mom came running back to the car and when they got in, the two men slowly turned to look at us while not moving or pivoting the rest of their bodies. And I swear we all saw the same thing. They had eyes dark as pitch and empty, truly empty, not black, not reflecting any night at all, just the void. We sped out of there and didn't stop until we were in the next city. The worst thing about the entire experience, we couldn't find the place on any map. We knew exactly which spot on the interstate to look, and we couldn't find it on Google Maps or any paper maps we had. We even asked the locals about the creepy gas station out on that stretch of road and got only a confused look. We've traveled on that inter interstate sense and there's never been a red stops in the same area. Pretty freaky, huh? What's up, Tim? Good to have you back. Okay, my audio is having issues. Got to fix that. I'm using, um, let me see here, because I'm using a new, uh, how's that? A little bit better? A little bit better? I'm using a new program. I'm using the, the studio feature of YouTube. I'm using the studio feature of YouTube. So maybe, um, cause I wasn't having audio issues before. 
Yeah, that's odd. Um, okay, so what I'm gonna do, because I've never had issues with this before, I am going to, I'm going to end this stream and then I'm going to sign on from the place that I usually stream from. So if you guys give me about two minutes, I'll be back. Okay. Thank you. <laughs>